Hello, everyone. This is the Welcome to the Other Side podcast, and I am your host, Meg Gluckman. And today I have a special guest with us. We've got Joe Zuleika. I am super excited to have Joe here. Welcome, Joe. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here, Meg. I met Joe because she's in a money mindset group program that I am also a part of. And I have been so inspired by what she has shared in there and her wisdom that she she brings forth that it was like, of course, we need her to come talk to all my friends here. Let right me on. share a little bit of her bio. For more than 30 years, Joe's been hiring, training, mentoring, and developing women in leadership positions. She is a leadership coach. She helps women get out of their own damn way and rise up first by solidifying their confidence, their self-confidence, seeing how we already are good enough, banishing self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Ooh, that's a favorite of mine. People-pleasing and other learned habits that suck our energy. Then by layering on classic leadership lessons, we belong at the table and Joe helps you get there and stay there. Oh, good. So I'm excited to talk to you both for the women that are listening that are in regular nine to fives or corporate jobs. And then also my moms that are out there that are doing their solopreneur gig. I think there's so much that that carries over from one to the other. Mm -hmm. Will you tell us a little bit of your story and how you got to this place today yeah. where you're yeah. a leadership coach for women? Thanks, Meg. Yeah, I think uh, so. You and I were just chatting offline that um, my inauspicious start was actually as a post collegiate grad wanting to travel the world, and I was just a tour guide. So it might be sort of rebranding by calling me, myself like this young leadership expert. I was just tour leading people around the world, hiking and biking. And um, what I realized was leadership is really about our like resilient, resonant, super strong, got your own back, stand up straight version of ourselves before we try to lead other people. We just really need to overcome our self-doubt to be, to even entertain what leadership means. I remember, you know, you and I were talking about like, it's an active travel company that I work for and, and you and I stomp all over the Pacific Northwest and understand the, the vibe of being out on the islands and kayaking and biking and hiking. And, and I, um, I don't think I've told you this story, but uh, I was like 22 and a half years old leading a very um, wealthy group of individuals around Hawaii. And I remember this, you know, vice president for Nike, the athletic where corporation was asking me this little kid what she should wear for hiking the next day <laughs> and I just realized like oh they just see me as an expert you know just because I move with a certain sense of like I got this that's leadership but um what I wrote for you that you you quoted so beautifully my little bio it was quite a mouthful wasn't it um, I love it I love it yeah is that uh I think that the first hurdle is our self-doubt is that we whether you are you know a working mom a solopreneur having your own gig or you're in the workforce and you're working for someone else you're an employee or neither mm -hmm. I think it's our own thoughts about who we are that mm -hmm. is the first hurdle for us to be able to live this broad experience that our heart desires. 
that we first have to overcome that the feeling of smallness that we have or that modesty like eek who am I I'm just a 22 mm -hmm. year old kid taking the vice president of Nike on vacation and she's asking me if she should wear tights or shorts what do I know <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I talk about a lot with my women is uh, is first uh, really overcoming those things like imposter syndrome and self-doubt and second guessing and over modesty or overly overly making space for everyone else in mm. your life because it's what you've learned how to do it's how you cope it's how you help it's how you stand as a woman as a mom you you know everybody else's needs and that at some place some level it just shreds your own authority to to have an opinion to be big in your life to put yourself first all those things are what we we have to sort of rethink, especially as our kids get to be a certain age, right? And they don't they don't need us to do mm -hmm. all the things all the time. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. I think it's it's universal that we all have experienced this self doubt, especially. How do you help your clients overcome that? What's what's yeah. the first step? I think the first step is is remembering your own heart's desire. Mm. I think that uh, we're so busy ministering to everybody else's needs. And we, and if you're socialized as female, from a very young age, you learn to sort of externally focus on others, that sort of nascent people pleasing, like, is everybody else okay? Is there anything I need to do to help like the, you know, quintessential hostess? So the very first thing I do is actually just get them to do super simple things. Like I call it the tune in to you where like everybody has like post-it notes all over their house. It says, what am I feeling right now? How do I know it? And how do I want to feel? Just three, like so mm -hmm. simple, but it's because you can be racing around all day and not realize you're thirsty or that you had to pee for five hours or you're actually kind of anxious and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. So I think the very first thing to answer that question is just tuning in to understanding what's going on for you mm -hmm. in this moment and the bigger mm -hmm. picture, what's going on, what's on for you in your, you know, your big life. What do you want to yeah. have happen? I think a lot of my clients that are recovering from their divorce experience are starting from that place of like not knowing exactly what they want. They've been reacting to what other people their yep. ex, you know, wanted and trying to make that work somehow. And now they're getting to decide for themselves, but it's, it's like a blank slate. Well, what do I really want? So I love you starting with these like very simple things like mm -hmm. tuning into that small want, right. Yeah. Tuning into that small feeling yeah. in order to then it's like learning a new language. Like we're going to start with these three verbs and we're just going to conjugate right. these three verbs and then we're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I think for a lot of women, it's disorienting too, to feel yeah. like, how can I not even know what I want? Mm -hmm. It's really almost like panic inducing. Yeah. Yeah. My sons asked me two questions. I remember one asked me what my favorite kind of ice cream was. And another one asked me what my, if I could have any car in the world, what car would I have? And both of those, I actually kind of drew a blank 
because I kind of just don't, I haven't really thought about what, what would I want to drive? Mm -hmm. Or even if I, I honestly buy the ice cream they want, I don't even think when I'm in the ice cream aisle, what would I like? It's, it's this exporting of your own desire over and over and over and over and over and over till you kind of forget you have one, which is freaky. It is freaky. It is But freaky. all is not lost. I mean, it's not like we can't find ourselves again. It just recognizing that it's a little shocking, like, wait Yeah. a minute. Sounds like the inner saboteur, too, is the one who would pull out, like, the card of imposter syndrome. Oh, Like, God, yeah. right? Oh, Like, yeah. that's one of their go-tos. Yep. <laughs> Especially Yeah. for my my women who are building their own businesses, right? Indeed. Or or trying to grow their career if you're Yep. at a in some sort of company, right? That's such Yeah. a tricky one. Like, Yeah. who do you think you are? Yep. Well, that I think is like the, I do this assessment with all the gals that join my leadership group where we kind of understand what our strong suit is. And I almost can see it a mile away because I attract, like attracts like, right? And high relators, women who are really apt to to interact with the world in a highly relationship way. Like maybe, you know, you chose sales or marketing or hospitality or management because you were good with people. The, the sort of like the distortion of that, like going too far is caring too much about what they think. Mm hmm And so that imposter syndrome is just that over manifestation of you being aware of people and and appreciative of people and being a people person that you are also appreciating other people's gifts compared to yours and that compare and despair thing starts to happen so it's it's almost um it's almost predictable that if you're a good people person you're likely to be aware of where you think you're falling short because it's also a people skill It's not a hat. It's not one that we want to hold, but it's related like they're neighbors. Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you suggest to clients if they are, I'm not smart enough. I, I'm not an expert enough to be able to do this or other people know better than I know. I like to create evidence for that soul sucking part of our brain, the saboteur. And I'll actually have my gals do arts and crafts projects. where they'll Yes. put like a big piece of poster board on the back of their door that when they're in their office, they can see it. But when the door's open, no one else can. And I have them write down all of their amazing achievements and milestones and um, competencies and certifications and, and successes and achievements and all the degrees and the things, the things, the things, the things. And you're going to like this one. I also have them write down all of their life milestones too. getting married, getting divorced, having children, those are successes that you held, like you traveled through that territory. And it's worthy of seeing as the whole you, like you are not just, you know, not as good as somebody else on an Excel spreadsheet. You are all of this. And we need to prove that to our brains over and over and over and over because of that tendency to take us down into that you're not enough look and, and find evidence for all that so we're we need to combat it with like literally the data does that make sense completely completely yeah and I and I love you pointing out those life milestones because if we are not seeing those as successes right now 
Yep. That means we got some story to work on. Yeah. Right. Like let's tweak our story about that because like you're saying, it was on your path. I, I love to think like hero's journey language, yeah. right? Like it was on your path. It was the dragon in your path, or it was the, you know, great chasm that you crossed and you did it. You were yep. resourceful. You did things you didn't think you could do. You were brave. You asked for help, whatever it was that helped you overcome that. Like, let's celebrate that. Celebrate who you were to be able to do that, given what you had at the, at the time, right? Yeah. That's that's a big piece for me is when we look back, let's not judge ourselves based on what we know now. I love, I love the concept of just like sh- dowsing your brain with just like tons of evidence. Proof. Yeah. Yeah. Proof. Yeah. And sometimes we just have to talk ourselves down. I, I work with um, a, a leadership coach at, at Google and their company culture is very much analytical, critical mindset, um, strategic thinking. And it's about who's the smartest. Yeah. You know, there's such an intellectual superiority complex there. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to help people see is there is no end post to learning, curiosity, wisdom, that no one has all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's a, sometimes our brains are just feeding us these um, unreasonable goals. And then we yeah. feel like, well, I haven't, I haven't made that or they're smarter. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, um, it's such a flawed thought, right? Because you're not seeing, well, maybe in this one particular area, the bar graph is higher for them than it is for you. Yeah. But all of these other things are who you are and you bring all of that to every question, every problem, every meeting, every project. That's more important than anything. Mm-hmm. It's the whole you, not just the little sliver slice that we torment ourselves as being inadequate, not enough, doesn't measure as high. Yeah. Brain's the gone whole- wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The wholeness, I think that that resonates so deeply with me that what we're talking about here, especially in showing up in business, but really just showing up in our lives is welcoming our wholeness, right? And this is not how, as we step, especially into like a corporate patriarchal mode or model, it hasn't historically wanted our wholeness. It hasn't historically encouraged our wholeness. And we are saying that we want to show up differently. And even Mm -hmm. if we're doing our own entrepreneurial journey, we're saying we want to show up differently. I want to allow my full self to be here. And this is actually a perfect segue. I'm going to segue us into the campfire metaphor because I think this is perfect, right? And I'm going to let you introduce it from your perspective, Mm -hmm. like where, Mm -hmm. where you've been thinking about it. But I think it touches on this sense of like, it's not just about us being product, productive, busy beavers mm-hmm. and working, 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 that we have mm-hmm. to take care of ourselves. We have right. to allow for our wholeness. Yeah. Right. So can you tell us about yeah. the campfire metaphor? Yeah. So when we were talking about this in another business building group, it was about how do we, you know, keep the 
our fire burning as if like owning your own business, creating your own enterprise is like making a fire in the, in a dark meadow, you know, it's all misty and it's night and you're, and you create this fire and you, it, with the trust, the hope, the faith that it will be seen and it will be attractive and it will draw magnetically people towards it. And those are your customers or your success, but it starts with the faith that you had when you started building it. And, um, and what I was really articulating in that group was that sometimes that's quite enlisting of my energy. Like, I feel really excited about that. Like, yes, you know, that, you know, you start with twigs and you blow oxygen into it and it gets warmer and then you put a little more on there and it, it starts to get hot and you fan the flames and it's sparking and, and out, you know, the quote was like, air quotes, out of nowhere comes some beautiful business outcome that you didn't expect, but literally you created it with that faith that you had in the beginning. It, nothing came from nowhere. You just couldn't see it, right? It was beyond in the mist. And what our, what our mentor was showing us is that I have this tendency, and I think a lot of women that will resonate with this, is that I want to, if I really want to make it happen, I might kind of edge into forcing it to happen mm -hmm. and like really willing it to happen and striving and struggling it to happen and multitasking it to happen and it's like all of a sudden I'm like swinging the axe like through the forest give me more wood for the fire you know and um and it doesn't work because it's green wood and now I've left the fire to go get some more wood and the fire's dying and like I'm messing it up right and so what she was counseling us is actually you're not supposed to build the fire 24-7. You're supposed to sleep at night. And yes, the fire may like drift down into embers, but it's still there. And more than anything, you're the fire builder, so you can build it again. Nothing has gone wrong. You don't have to keep like out of scarcity, out of fear, like hurry, 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 get a log, get a log, it's going out. Ah, you know, no, just it's okay. You're the, you're the one that has the spark. Did I do it good, huh. Meg? That's so good, Joe. <laughs> you did so good. I love it. I love it. A few of my reflections on it. One is that I love you pointing out that like, once you know how to build the fire, if it goes out, like you have the skill set to just start it again. That's, that's what we do, right? So when stuff comes up in our lives, for me, this was, you know, a year ago, you're more than a year ago when my dad passed, like everything ground to a halt. And then I started the fire again when I was ready in my grieving process to do that. The other thing that that came up for me as you were painting that gory, glorious picture, the fire will definitely die if you are so depleted that you can't go collect any more firewood. So if you burn yourself out by working 24 seven, and just like churning and churning and churning, right? And like collecting all the wood and never stopping and never resting. That fire is definitely going to go out when you pass out. <laughs> right. right. Like when right. you you are gone, that fire is going out. So it's much more sustainable long term to feed it and rest and feed it and rest and find those ways. And oh, I just thought of another one. I love metaphors and <laughs> stories. So this is so good. You said, okay, we don't want to use the green wood, right? We want to use the brown or the dry wood on the fire, right? What comes up for me there is like the green wood is not 
sustainable to burn, right? You put a lot of green wood on a fire and it zaps the fire, right? Because there's so much moisture in there. So if you're hustling and you're just grabbing whatever you can grab and you're throwing it on, and I'll give the example of an entrepreneur who's charging not enough Mm -hmm. their prices are too low. Mm -hmm. And so they are constantly hustling, Mm -hmm. right? And depleting themselves. Like it's just not a sustainable system. No matter Mm -hmm. how much you put on, if your pricing isn't right, Mm -hmm. you're going to deplete yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So like making those choices to like, okay, I have to walk a little bit further to, I got to raise my price. I got to walk a little bit further to get the dry wood that actually is going to keep this thing going without depleting me. Yeah. So good. That's like trust. I mm-hmm. trust that I can leave this fire for whatever length of time to go into the forest and find the dry wood. It will be okay. Because what I was also raising was the, like, what if they don't come? What if, yeah. you know, that sense of trust too, that being just making sure that first things first, the spark of your own heart lights the fire. And that if that's lined up, they will come. You don't have to like stomp on the ground and look around and scream, where are you? Like that's not fire tending. That mm-hmm. fire tending is just right here, right now. Whatever we need in this moment, is it oxygen? Is it a little more heat? Is it a little more wind? Is it a little more fuel? And that's all we need to do is like small yeah. actions of the heart that will bring whatever outcome we seek rather than forcing it, uh-huh. trusting that, that that's all that's needed. And this, I mean, this just like circles back to everything we've been talking about the self-trust, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just going to trust, I'm going to trust in my business. I'm going to trust myself that I have me. And like you started in the beginning with like, we show ourselves this, like what we want in small little ways. And we build our self-trust in the same kind of like small little ways, right? Exactly. And we just, we take some action and we have our back. And so we like, our self-trust scale goes up a little bit. We take a little more action. We have our back no matter what happens. Self-trust is a little bit higher. So good. And when you're building a fire, you're not busy looking at the meadow over there to see, well, what's their fire like? Is their fire better? Yeah. That's not where your energy is at all. It doesn't matter. Like you, great, have a big fire, but that whole imposterism isn't important when you're busy on your own enterprise of your own loving tended fire is all that your energy needs. Mm -hmm. It's the only place that your energy needs to go. And for my divorced moms out there, we can also use the campfire just like as, as your life, like your thriving life that you are building little by little figuring out like we talked about like what you want what's Mm -hmm. important to you prioritizing your energy and taking up space in your life in new ways just like slowly building and it doesn't matter the neighbor over there who got divorced five years ago doesn't matter where their life is at or what's going on for them we're just focused on yours we're just building your fire yeah But it's warm. It's, it's warm and cozy. <laughs> this, is, this is such a good like solstice time. Right? Uh, metaphor. metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. 
Can I give you one other one? Uh, this might Please. be layering on way too many. It's, the, it's so the, fun. Yeah. The other one that I have is boiling water that, um, okay. that, that, uh, like you could think about maybe you're boiling water on your campfire. Um, that it actually doesn't boil until it, it literally hits 212 degrees Fahrenheit. So we can feel like, but the water's not boiling. You know, I'm trying to make the water hot and, and maybe my fire's not hot enough. And, um, and literally it's just degree by degree getting warmer and warmer before it boils, but it will boil. If you just keep the faith, if you keep, just trust, but it's so, we can be so sort of, um, where's the evidence, you know, yeah. like, I don't see it yet. And, it, yeah. and like, I don't see the clients coming from out of the mist, or I don't see the bubbles in the pot yet. Is it working? So. Mm -hmm. I love that one. And I love to thinking about how the water actually goes through every single temperature on its way there. Right. It does not jump, right? It's right. always just like one degree at a time. Right. And it's getting there. And so from the outside, we don't see anything changing. Exactly. Right. We can't see it, but we're taking these like little incremental changes and then it happens. Right. Yeah. And so this, this just makes so much sense to me that when you and I are both working with our clients and we're working on mindset and we're questioning thoughts and beliefs that no longer serve us and we're better understanding our emotions and what's going on in our bodies. Right. And we're doing this little stuff that looks so small. Yep. It's like incremental, like, why does it matter if I question my story about my divorce? You know, like, why, do, why does that really matter? And then just incrementally, it's a degree, like a degree at a time. And suddenly it's like, boom, your yep. life is different. Yep. Your life is totally changed. I mean, that's what happened for me. That's how I feel like my life was transformed. It's like so incrementally, good. you don't see it happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Yeah. But you're doing this inner work yeah. and then boom. Game, so game good. over, game or game different, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. That's good. It's yeah. faith, it's trust. It's a little bit of persistence, too. Yeah. From yeah. the trust that it is working, that it is coming, that you don't have to see it to believe it. Believe it and you will see it. Yeah. 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 So awesome. Oh, such, so many good nuggets. I love it. I love it. Joe. If folks are just like living for this stuff and living for how you're talking about leadership and business and yeah. bringing your whole self, how can they find yeah. out more about you? Well, I would love them to find out more. I, um, I have a lovely community on Facebook that's free. Uh, it's called Women Who Lead with Heart. Uh, if anybody ever wants to join one of my free workshops, I usually run a free workshop every month. And those are always advertised at www.joeleader.com. And uh, my email is joe at joeleader.com. People can reach out if they want to. I love listening to people's stories to understand where they are, where they want to be. Um so yeah, I'm, I'm here for all of it. Oh, thank you so much for coming and sharing your juice and your wisdom and your love. Thank so you for having you. me. It was such a lovely conversation. I appreciate you too. All right. So even though you're not divorced, we welcome you into our family. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel it. I feel the warmth. I feel it. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, y'all. We will see you next time on Welcome to the Other Side.